Welcome to this week's episode of FTR's Weekly Trucking Update Podcast, hosted by Avery Weiss. Join Avery each week as he dissects everything from market trends to economic indicators to explore how these factors are shaping the trucking landscape. Download the graphics package at ftrintel.com slash podcasts. And feel free to use those slides as you defend your transportation thought leadership within your own company. So, buckle up as we embark on a journey through the dynamic and ever-changing world of trucking. And now, here's your host, Avery Weiss. Welcome to FDR's Weekly Trucking Market Update. I'm Avery Weiss, Vice President of Trucking. This is episode 253 for the week of February 26th, 2024. Before we start, reminder you can download a PDF with the graphics related to this discussion at ftrintel.com slash podcast. Let's start in a similar area where we started last week's podcast. You might recall that the Federal Federal Maritime Commission had affirmed an administrative law judge ruling that had backed motor carriers' right to choose their intermodal chassis provider in many cases. Last week, the commission took another action related to intermodal equipment operated by motor carriers. This time, it is a final rule establishing requirements for how ocean carriers and marine terminal operators must bill for demurrage and detention charges, clarifying who can be billed, within what time frame, and how parties can dispute bills. The rule is effective May 28th. So the rule does go far beyond what is interest to motor carriers specifically. Uh, And without getting into detail, I think it's sufficient for the podcast to point out that the American Trucking Association and its Intermodal Motor Carriers Conference both were happy with the final rule. For example, motor carriers that do not contract with ocean carriers will no longer receive bills for demurrage and detention. And speaking of intermodal, there was an interesting market development last week as J.B. Hunt and Walmart announced a multi-year agreement that included J.B. Hunt purchasing Walmart's intermodal container and chassis fleet. Okay, moving on, we'll start uh, our data this week with a look back at the trucking industry's revenues for the fourth quarter of last year and for the full year. For higher trucking companies, revenues declined 1.3% in the fourth quarter, from the third quarter on a not seasonally adjusted basis, but that decrease was expected given that the third quarter typically is the strongest of the year on an unadjusted basis. The Census Bureau's data from the quarterly services survey goes back to 2009, and the only years during that period we see an unadjusted increase in revenues during the fourth quarter were 2014, 2020, and 2021. Revenues in the fourth quarter of last year were down 5.6% year over year. That's actually an improvement from where it was in the third quarter, which was down 11.1% year over year. Perhaps more notable than the quarterly change in unadjusted data was the 8.5% drop in trucking revenues last year versus 2022. Even with that sharp decrease, though, it's worth noting that revenues in trucking were still the highest or the second highest ever. Trucking revenues have declined only twice since 2009, once in 2016 by a minuscule amount and in 2020, which is also small. In fact, in both cases, the decrease was less than 1%. 
Although the quarterly service survey began in 2009, an annual services sector survey by the Census Bureau covers earlier years, and that one does indicate that revenues plunged by 19% in 2009 compared to 2008. So the decline we saw uh, last year was the largest we've seen since the Great Recession. Couriers and messengers, less formally parcel and local delivery, also suffered a year-over-year drop in revenues during the uh, 2023. Uh, Local and parcel delivery revenues fell 5%, although they were still the third highest on record. The sector had not seen a year-over-year decrease in full-year revenues since 2010. Annual data for years prior to 2009 shows that parcel and local delivery revenues plunged more than 11% year-over-year in 2009. Parcel and local delivery revenues rose just over 11% in the fourth quarter versus the third quarter. But the fourth quarter invariably is the strongest of the year, of course, due due to uh, holiday spending. Revenues in the fourth quarter were down 3.5% year over year. Okay, let's look at diesel prices. It's definitely premature to draw a conclusion, but so far, most of that 21 cent spike that we saw three weeks ago is holding. You will recall that the national average price two weeks ago was unchanged after the big jump. During the week ended February 26th, the national average retail price of diesel decreased 5.1 cents to $4.5.8 a gallon. Prices were down on average in all regions, except for the Rocky Mountain region, where the average rose 4.2 cents a gallon after much sharper increases in recent weeks. Underlying market data is showing some signs of stability, though. Distillate production rose modestly in the latest week, uh, for which we have data following a sharp drop throughout uh, January and early February. However, production in the latest week was still below where it was two weeks earlier. Meanwhile, crude prices are still relatively stable in the range of $77 to $79 a barrel, West Texas Intermediate has been below $80 a barrel since November 7th. Okay, let's talk about the spot market for truck freight during the week ended February 23rd, and that was week eight of the year. The total broker posted rate increased nearly two cents after rising nearly four cents in the prior week. The rates were about uh, 5% below the same week in 2023 and almost 5% below the five-year average. The increase in flatbed rates bolstered uh, total market rates because flatbed rates are higher than van rates and flatbed volume was more resilient than dry van and refrigerated loads. Comparisons of dry van and refrigerated rates to five-year average are still skewed by the extraordinary market strength in both 2021 and early 2022. Dry van spot rates fell about five cents after easing during the previous week. Uh, Rates were nearly 7% below the same week last year and almost 15% below the five-year average. Rates were still the lowest since May of last year. If rates fall 7 cents more, they will actually be the lowest since June of 2020. Meanwhile, refrigerated spot rates declined uh, about 2 cents after falling 4.5 cents during the prior week. Rates were about 5% below the same week last year, and about 12% below the five-year average. They're still the lowest since the week before Christmas, but if they fall eight cents more, they will be the lowest since May of 2020. 
and flatbed rates increased more than three cents after rising more than five cents in the previous week. Rates, which were still at their highest level since July, were 6.5% below the same week last year and more than 2% below the five-year average. Total load activity increased just over 2% after rising about 6% in the prior week. Volume was about a half a percent below the same week last year and nearly 40% below the five-year average. Dry van loads were down more than 4%. Volume was 14% below the same week last year, almost 49% below the five-year average. Refrigerated loads declined nearly 6%. Like dry van, they were down 14% year-over-year. Load postings were about 48% below the five-year average. And flatbed loads eased 1.5%. Volume was more than 12% below the same week last year, but more than 28% below the five-year average. Okay, let's wrap up weekly data with a look at mortgage rates, which in the latest week matched the strong increase recorded in the prior week. The average rate on a 30-year fixed-rate mortgage rose sharply for the second straight week to 6.9%, according to Freddie Mac. The organization said that strong economic and inflation data has caused the market to reevaluate the path of monetary policy. Freddie Mac also noted that historically speaking, modestly higher mortgage rates don't affect the housing market much when the economy is strong, but that this cycle is different due to low housing affordability. And we'll touch on that a little bit later because now we're going to talk about the housing market. And as it happens, due to how Uh, stuff falls on the calendar. Those are actually the only monthly indicators we have for this week. That's sales of new homes and sales of existing homes. Uh, Both of them actually were higher month over month, which is unusual. But when we look at new homes, which we're about to do, uh, there is a, a caveat that we need to acknowledge. So sales of new single family homes increased 1.5% in January, seasonally adjusted. It's not a big gain, And it's actually even less encouraging when we consider that the initial estimate for December was actually cut. The result is that the annualized sales rate of 661,000 new homes in January was actually below the preliminary estimate of 664,000 that the Census Bureau had initially reported for December. New home sales in January were up 1.8% year over year. That is the weakest comparison since March when year-over-year comparisons started turning positive. The supply of new homes on the market at current sales rate held steady at 8.3 months. Now, that's lower than what we saw in the second half of 2022, but otherwise it's high historically. And in fact, the average during 2015 through 2019 was 5.6 months. As I mentioned earlier, affordability continues to be an issue the median price of a new home sold in January increased 1.8% to $420,700. Now that's about 15% below the record, which was posted in October of 22, but it's still nearly 27% higher than the median price in February of 2020. Okay, let's talk about sales of existing homes. That is a category that is far larger than uh, new home sales. Sales of existing single-family homes in January rose 3.4% seasonally adjusted. 
That is the largest increase since a jump of nearly 12% in February of last year. And the only other month during that period to see an increase was November when sales moved up 1.7%. Sales were down 1.4% year over year um, in January. That's actually the least negative comparison we've had since August of 2021. In releasing the January data, the National Association of Realtors stated that January's increase was the start of more supply and demand. The association cited modestly higher listings and lower mortgage rates uh, compared to late last year, although as we've already discussed, mortgage rates have begun to move higher. With both sales and listings rising, the inventory of existing homes on the market at current sales rate uh, was 3.0 months, and that was the same as it was in December. October saw the highest level of inventory relative to sales recently at 3.5 months, although three months is higher than the period between lockdowns in the middle of 2022, it is low by historical standards. In addition to financing costs and availability, high prices have been a challenge for would-be home buyers for existing homes as well as new homes as we've already discussed. The median price of an existing single-family home sold in January eased slightly to $383,500. Now that's nearly 9% below the record in June of 22, but it is still nearly 41% above the median sales price during the pre-pandemic month of February 2020. Now that's it for the data and news this week. But before we sign off, I do want to do something to acknowledge the fifth anniversary of this podcast, which launched uh, during this same week in 2019. Now, I'm not going to make a big deal about it. It is just a podcast after all, and it's only the fifth anniversary. So I went back to the first podcast slide deck, and for one thing, I was somewhat surprised to realize that the basic format of the Trucking Market Update podcast has not really changed since the first podcast. That's probably not a good thing, but hey, at least you know you're getting uh, getting what you're getting, right? Um, I've included a few of the charts that I'll be discussing um, in this week's podcast uh, slide deck. And if you are interested, you can download that at ftrintel.com slash podcast. So in that first podcast, we discussed the spot market, as we always do. Uh, The total market spot rate that week was $2.09 a mile, which was down 22% from the same week a year earlier. Now, remember, we're talking about early 2019. So we're comparing that to early 2018 spot rates when, of course, we were going through a period of considerable stress. We would have said then extraordinary stress, but it's kind of hard to say that now. Uh, with the benefit of hindsight, but uh, we had obviously a, a tight market anyway, and we were phasing in electronic logging devices. Now, so uh, spot rates were down um, about 25 cents from where they are today, because as we discussed earlier, well, actually, I don't think I did mention the actual price, I just mentioned the change, but uh, in the latest week for which we have data, Uh, The total spot market rate was $2.34 a mile. That's 25 cents higher than it was five years years ago. Now, before anybody says, hey, things aren't that bad, remember um, inflation. (laughs) Uh, Costs are far higher today than they were five years ago. 
And in that first podcast, we did, in fact, discuss diesel prices, as we always do today. Those prices were $3.4.8 a gallon. What's diesel today? Well, you should be able to answer that because we discussed it just a few minutes ago. But in case you don't remember, the average uh, in the latest week was $4.5.8 a gallon, uh, which is just over a dollar higher. So yes, spot rates are 25 cents higher today than they were five years ago, but diesel prices are more than a dollar higher than they were five years ago. The first podcast mostly focused on the housing market, which is also true this time. That's just a function of the calendar and how there's a certain pattern to this every month. And that doesn't really change year after year. Uh, Mortgage rates were 4.45%, which was down from what at the time were recent highs of 5% in November, but they were still basically the highest in five years. Today's mortgage rate, well, okay, if you weren't listening, it was 6.9%, and it appears to be rising. One similar thing between today and five years ago is that sales of existing homes were mostly on a steady downward trend, although, as we discussed, they did go up in uh, January of this year. Sales in January of 2019 were down 7.1% year-over-year, and were running at more than $4.4 million annualized. As we discussed earlier, sales of existing single-family homes were down just 1.4% year-over-year in January, but the annualized sales rate was $3.6 million. That's nearly 19% below January 2019. We discussed housing starts for January of 2024 in last week's podcast, but we covered them in our first podcast in 2019. This is one area where the snapshot favors today's market. Housing starts in January were running at an annualized rate of more than 1.3 million. In January of 2019, it was more than 1.2 million. And so, Uh, Housing starts are actually running 8% higher today than they were five years ago. Okay, that's it. Uh, Happy anniversary to us. uh, And we'll recap some key takeaways for the week. The Federal Maritime Commission issued a final rule on demurrage and detention charges. Trucking revenues in 2023 fell by the most since the Great Recession. Diesel prices declined about five cents in the latest week. A rise in spot uh, spot rates for flatbed offset continued declines in van rates. Mortgage rates are approaching 7%. Sales of new homes ticked up in January after a downward revision of December's figures. And sales of existing homes rose in January for only the second time since February of last year. In next week's podcast, we will discuss consumer spending, retail inventories, new orders for durable manufactured goods, the ISM manufacturing index, and changes in the for hire trucking population during February. Plus, we'll recap the week in diesel prices and the spot market for truck freight as usual. That's it for FDR's Trucking Market Update, episode 253 for the week of February 26, 2024. Thanks for listening. Stay safe, and we hope you will join us next week. Thank you for joining us for this week's Trucking Update podcast with Avery Weiss. 
Be sure to check out FTR's additional complimentary market coverage at ftrintel.com slash state dash of dash freight dash today.